Sherman and Tingle in the morning. We're lucky that we've had the opportunity to do this now for six years. And that is Give a Vet a Pet. This is our sixth annual Give a Vet a Pet Week. Helping raise money to secure service dogs for veterans in need through the American Veterans Service Dog Academy, the AVSDA. And hopefully you can help us get to our goal Friday, right around 820-ish of raising enough money for five service dogs for veterans. You can donate at WDRV.com, or this year it's new. You can text the word VET to 312-642-9378. And a, a person that we talked to, a hero, let's be honest here, a hero that we've talked to many times, and she is the dog whisperer, the one that is able to train these animals so well. Peggy Moran, she's the training director for the American Veterans Service Dog Academy, the AVSDA. She's been working with dogs for over 30 years. We've talked with her. Uh, matter of fact, we had a chance to talk with her late last week, Tingle and I did. And, you know, when we, we talked to her via video chat, uh, I, I said most people forget that the cost of training a service dog is around $15,000. Yeah, and that's really, we're we're keeping that compared to industry standard. I'll take some bragging rights on this. That is a very low um, comparative cost, and especially for the duration of our program. So they train with us from a year to 18 months and are actively involved for the entire time. Where many service dog programs based on the national model, the dog is trained behind the scenes, paired with a veteran. They work together for two or three weeks. Goodbye, off you go. And I, I think that treats the dog more as a prosthetic device and less as a living subject who's going to be a lifetime partner to this veteran. And I want those dogs, you know, I, I stress this every year, but I love the dogs too. And I want them to be considered as in effect persons, not driving, not voting, but that they are social subjects who have emotional validity and how they feel matters too. I would assume yeah. you would notice immediately when that connection happens because you put a, a service animal with their future owner together for that first time. How long does it take before you notice a difference? Before you see the click. Oh, it's funny. Um, it happens. They want it to happen immediately. They're ready to fall in love. They're so trusting. And I'm currently raising four puppies for these veterans. And that's directly related to the generosity of your listeners and this fundraiser you do for us. So I will say we have four puppies who are now three, three months, four months old. Yeah, 16 weeks old. And they are adorable. And when they're introduced to the veterans, I bring them in, you know, to begin training. Each of the veterans are like, which one is mine? And mm. they're super excited. Um, and I know almost immediately, you know, I, I, I kind of have a set of expectations of that matchmaking where I know what this person needs. Let's say one of the veterans has hypervigilance, high excitability, high anxiety, and tendencies towards, let's say, panic disorder in public spaces. Well, then I'm going to look for a dog who's super level, steadfast, kind of bomb-proof, not really reactive to environmental stimuli. Or if I have somebody who maybe leans more towards isolating and depression and kind of, you know, perseverating and staying in, then I'm going to look for one that's going to push them a bit with the activity level coming up and a little more playfulness. And, and when they meet the dog, it is, it's the most touching thing. I mean, I cannot work in a field that's more emotionally meaningful on every side. Like, you know, I'm very blessed and I can't stress enough how grateful I am to your listeners and to you guys for helping me do this job because I think it's an important job, but 
personally, I also have a really good time. <laughs> hey, Peggy, you know? people can help fundraise right now, what we're doing right now, but how can people help all year round? By, I think, spreading the word, you know, by, by just being service dog aware, by noticing the presence of dogs in public spaces and being respectful and thinking about just being mindful that maybe this person is struggling just to be out in public and being out with a dog draws sometimes unwanted attention. So maybe don't be one of those people that provide unwanted attention. You know, read read the situation. If somebody's making direct eye contact with you, they have a service animal and they look like they want to be friends with you, be friends with them, but speak to the human first. That's 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 the best thing I could ask the listeners Speak to do. Speak to the human first. Financially offering some support to us <laughs> is good too, but you and know. Don't pet their I, dog. I, don't pet their dog either. Well, I mean, yeah, not petting the dog is part of that respectful. Let them work. I'm not saying don't do this or don't do that. I'm trying to use the same constructive language we use in our dog training, which is we look for what we want, not what we don't want. We look for more of what we want, and that's incompatible with the things we don't want. So my incompatibility I'm seeking from humans in public is please do just walk on by or speak to the human about something other than their dog so that they can just live a normal life and, and the dog is not so front and center yeah. in it. focus. Got it. Yeah, you know, that's one of the very first things I remember you talking about when we first met uh, about not petting the dog. And that, and that sounds like it's a root, like you're saying something rude, but it's not because that dog is supposed to be in tune with that that person that they're with so if they're wearing a vest you just you have to leave that dog alone because the dog is actually working as much as you want to pet it and the, the dog looks you know so cute and cuddly the dog is actually working and you said something important here it's tricky but it is not an ada requirement for a service animal to wear a vest so if you see a dog in a public space where it looks like dogs don't belong are you the store manager is it really your problem that a dog is in there um, you probably have to assume it is a service animal. And if it's a fluffy poodle with bows in its ears, that doesn't rule the dog out as a service animal. You just don't know. So I think, you know, yeah, let them work, let them be, and uh, give, give some grace to the people who have the service animal. Well, uh, like I said, we, we've talked to you now for six years, and I know that you, you thanked everybody, you know, for, for donating, and that's awesome that you do that. But in the, in the six years that we've talked to you, we've also talked with so many veterans that you have helped, and I know how they feel about you. We know how they feel about you because they've told us, and Aww. so we want to thank They're you. They're not very fond. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> thank you, Momo. Me. No, they, they, well, uh, they, uh, they, no, they. they, they I push you've them changed sometimes. Hey, but you've changed. For the better. I was just gonna say you've changed their lives absolutely for the better, and you continue to do so. Uh, you're you're hanging that out. Makes me happy. No, you've you've done so much with the AVSDA. You can make a donation right now at wdrv.com. Training director of the American Veterans Service Dog Academy, Peggy Moran. Thank you so much for what you do. Love you, Peg. Love you guys. Thank you. And you can also, like I said, text text the word VET to 312-642-9378, and hopefully you can help us get to our goal. You're listening to the Sherman and Tingle Show on 97.1 FM, The Drive, and on the Drive mobile app.